Religiosanity, episode 66. Back with Pastor Andrew. Yeah, hello, Peter. I'm shivering with excitement about our topic today because this passage, I love what it does to people. Tell me more. So we're talking about get behind me, Satan. And I don't know if that, if you approve of that translation. But, but we need to really, Peter here, uh, put it into a much broader context. Well, that's what I'm going to ask you. you. you know, uh, and I will not be reading from the Bible. I'll be working from my memory. Okay. Uh, and okay. Uh, okay. I, I did some exegesis of that uh, years ago. Uh, this time when I preached on it, uh, on this pericope, I actually intentionally avoided it because I think that what you are asking about is generally sucking all the air out of um, that passage. It attracts so much attention uh, simply by its uh, blatant uh, mythical dimension and, right. and, and so on. So people immediately are kind of uh, sucked into thinking about, uh, you know, Peter, Satan uh, and, and right. all, all that co context. But... Uh, Within the broader context, uh, Jesus asked disciples uh, whom people are saying I am. Uh, and they give different answers. And then who do you say I am? And Peter confesses Jesus as Messiah. And then Jesus uh, is told uh, in, in that sequence there uh, that he started to uh, predict his uh, suffering in Jerusalem. And uh, Peter takes him aside and says, you know, don't speak like this. Yeah. Uh, and to that is the, this Jesus' answer, uh, you know, get behind me, Satan, you know, or whichever way you want to uh, translate that. Uh, Go away, Satan! Or but uh, it's it's it, it is Satan though. It's not yeah, evil one, the, or it's the, not. No, there is Satan. There is Satan, yeah. uh, Satanas, uh, there, and uh, that is what is sucking all the uh, yeah. attention here. So, from the broader context uh, here, um, first textual context, uh, it it is a creation of uh, Mark. Yes sequencing of these stories uh, is creation of Mark. Uh, he continues then with a similar broader structures he builds into his uh, gospel. Uh, and that's what I preached about, uh, is that uh, th this is the first prediction of suffering. There are two more, almost identical, slightly different. Uh, differences are important, but we are not talking about it now, okay? And uh, so that's the broader structure there. But th these two stories together are most likely Markan uh, doing. So he is contrasting on the one side a confession of uh, Jesus as Messiah and uh, challenge of Jesus to Peter who con just confessed Jesus as Messiah uh, for uh trying to argue that it'll be a successful messianship right right uh so it, and in that con 
contrast of these two stories, uh, there is an attempt to deepen our understanding of what Messiah means in the New Testament faith. For mm-hmm. Jesus, maybe, we don't know, but definitely in, uh, in early Christian circles. Mm-hmm. That is a common strategy by using a contrast of first having affirmation and then having uh, modulation, you know, where it is taken seriously, that title, but then is transformed by putting it into contrast. Mm. So regular expectation would be of Messiah being successful savior, like judges of the book of Judges, you know, or something like that. Messiah simply means the anointed one. It'll be a royal term. It would be impossible to think of it any other way at that that moment, right? Uh, Who would ever think of it any other way at that moment? Yes, and within, you know, Messiah is just a... just regular title, let us say, you, yeah. you know, like uh, saying our royalty, you know, our king. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, or something like that, uh, over against those other kings around, you mm. know, Hellenistic kings and Roman kings and, and so on. So this is our uh, Hebrew king, mm-hmm. you know, or Jewish king mm-hmm. uh, is Messiah and, and who will defend us as a nation over against these mm. usurpers. From outside, uh, so that that is this political term, yeah. Messiah. You know, by the way, Christos is its Greek translation, mm-hmm. and and means the same, anointed one, mm-hmm. uh, and that was like uh, inaugurated as a king, mm. you know, or made into a king because they were making kings not by putting uh, crowns on their heads but uh, pouring and fragrant oil over mm. their heads mm. back then so that we are kind of now deconstructing it yeah, into but, really but detail but, so here is this uh, king you know they accept that terminology yes. but then immediately by contrasting it with this other story where Jesus is rejecting Peter's take on messianship mm-hmm. they are trying to deepen it right. or transform it into something different and that is common practice you know uh, yes it is like this but it is different mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that is what is uh, saying. Yes, this is a right term for it, but, and then, uh, you know, by contrasting it this uh, clearly, it is, uh, uh, it is an attempt to transform it. So that, that's the background. The other thing is that there might be some uh, basic tension with, within the early Christianity also. Uh, with, within uh, that movement behind uh, Peter. Uh, uh, being here kind of put in place also, mm, mm-hmm. you know, and leadership of the church, isn't it the, the seat of Peter and, and uh, until today uh, successors of uh, Apostle Peter are popes, for mm-hmm. instance. So here is this kind of an attempt to, within early Christianity, to say, yes, Peter, but... Mm. <laughs> you know, careful. 
uh, you're uh, putting too much political and, and power aspirations into it. And, and that was a reformation also saying and, and use of this uh, passage. Hmm. Uh, uh, and I think the spiritually correct or theologically slash spiritually correct. So that is, uh, and then, you know, looking now at the term, uh, in a late Judaism, where we are, when we are in um, late ancient Judaism, or however, I, I don't know, uh, first century Judaism, we are in the first, so, and also in uh, first century Judaism, Satan uh, acquires certain uh, supernatural character. Mm-hmm. Before it was simply something similar to public accuser within the civil and maybe like assumed uh, heavenly court. You have a legal proceeding and you have public accuser. Like in America you have uh, attorney general of a county or of the state mm-hmm. or, or of the national government. And so that's how you can uh, translate uh, Satan. Mm. Not necessarily public defender, it is more like public accuser. Mm. It's, it's, uh, it's more like European form of, of those procurates, uh, those who are... Uh, representing uh, state or government uh, in accusing people mm-hmm. primarily uh, in in criminal cases because in criminal cases uh, you can scream for <laughs> uh, for justice but then the justice is taken by the government by the state and so here it is that public accuser who is uh, acting on behalf of the public, either in, in those criminal uh, secular cases or uh, imagined as a divine character in the court, spiritual court in heaven. And from that it spent out. Uh, into more and more spiritualized uh, form. So there is nothing that uh, absolutely uh, sinister, demonic, uh, kind of uh, scary uh, dimensions of it. It is just uh, another, within those times, just another angel with mm. a specific function, mm-hmm. let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, then it grew out of it into more and more what it is uh, these days, or at least in certain circles, you know, that you have Satanists uh, yeah. for whom it is almost like an alternative deity, you know, mm-hmm. anti-God mm-hmm. And, and so on, in, in that kind of dualistic uh, mode. and. and 
uh, those, those are later speculation. They are starting at the New Testament times. Uh, but I think that they don't necessarily are present here with Peter. Peter here is the one who is seducing Jesus to do something uh, which right. is unbecoming of his spiritual goals. He, he does not want to go this way. This is a way which leads away from his, uh, from his goals, away from his... Uh, from his ministry that would seduce them. That, and that is, uh, you, you know, accuser or seducer uh, is, 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 is quite common way of translating, um, uh, translating this, uh, this term. And if we were to look at it just narratively, the story, the character of Jesus has encountered the devil in the desert, mm -hmm. right? At this at, by by this point and this and it was a similar uh and this this kind of uh harkens back to that experience right yes yeah 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 uh, i i uh, that that's even broader context then you know if you want to look at it from the within the context of uh the entire uh gospel you know like an literally unit yeah a gospel of mark then you have temptation after baptism. Uh, that that's a legendary distilling of uh, temptation at the beginning. Then this is like a center of the gospel. This is a moment when Jesus is about to leave Galilee and travel towards Jerusalem. And then there is that major encounter with uh, with this seduction of power and, and so on in Jerusalem, or that final battle with it uh, there. You know, here you have religion uh, aspiring for power over people, over against the spiritual power of, of Jesus' message. Yeah. So it, it makes sense that it is the, the Satan, uh, Satanas, uh, Satan, uh, appears at this moment and uh, literally, you know, is, is mentioned. You are absolutely right. It's at the beginning. But we need to also know that this is uh, like a literally device that it is uh, trying to visualize or conceptualize things which are clearly underlying the whole narrative. Mm. So this is our constant struggle. This is a constant struggle of, of Christianity. <laughs> you know, to we, we talk about popes. It's, it's a constant struggle for all of us, you know, with the authority we have or mm. we are vested or, and so on. Uh, how we use it without abusing it, mm -hmm. how it is properly channeled. Is it channeled through naked power or is it channeled through the, the love and persuasion? And I, I think that it is underlying the, the whole spiritual drama of the gospel. It is underlying our existence. It is underlying all who we are. Mm -hmm. But in order for us to really 
realize and recognize it. It is uh, gathered under these stories where yeah. it surfaces and it's more clearly visible. Yeah. And, and the, the, this contrast about what it means to be Messiah, like we talked about it earlier, yeah. is a perfect moment for, for that to, to, to surface. Right. Uh, so it is, um, it's, 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 it's the background. Uh, and I, I would gently demythologize that somehow away from that dualism of God and Satan, say, you know, right. or something like that, uh, right. without denying that, you know, that is the process upon which we are here stepping. And, right. and uh, but, but too much the mythologization of that is actually oh, doing yes. it an oh, ill service. Oh, I agree. And, and my, my excitement with it has always been uh, narratively, just the idea that this would happen where the supposed best friend mm -hmm. would be called Satan, like mm -hmm. the the most ultimate insult, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> at this moment. Like just mm -hmm. uh, speaking as a storyteller, as a filmmaker, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just the, that is what excites me about this, and I and how it baffles people. I think that, uh, that this would and, happen and at that, that was, moment. And uh, that was how it was written. Yeah. And that was how it was intended. Uh, as, as I said, it is contrapunctual. It yeah. is an attempt to really put these two stories into close proximity so that they would clash and conflict and hope that within that conflict something substantial will emerge and deeper mm -hmm. understanding will be the result. Mm -hmm. And that is, uh, you know, why very often... Uh, contrasts or conflicts are are important. Pollyannish uh, approach to faith or is is not good. Right. It's not going to bring any uh, spiritual fruit for us. Mm. Mm. I I know and I I, I recognize my own. Uh, proclivity towards putting things in contrast mm -hmm. as, as a preacher and so on. And uh, I can assume that number of times people can get kind of tired of it. So I, I, I started to intentionally like work on it and limit it somehow. But on the other hand, there is no better situation for recognizing deeper truths, but by putting them in contrast. Mm -hmm. You know, mentioning expectations and then uh, challenging them, say, you yes. know, or bringing them under, under certain criticism. And it's, it's nothing coming from my own head, as you see. It's, it's as old as... as uh, as really important formative spiritual narratives like a gospel mm -hmm. and and even deeper than that you, something like that you have with any bi biblical character they are portrayed as saints and then we are told about their major flaws and exactly and that at that moment we can recognize ourselves but we can also yes. recognize deeper truths mm 
mm. which are present. Because if it was all just a sweet, uh, sugary, uh, smooth sailing situation with Jacob, say, mm. or with David, or with Solomon, and so on, it would not serve us yeah. as the heirs of, of those characters and, and those who are listening to their stories and learning from them and being transformed by them. Right. So, uh, you, you, you know, uh, I, I, I like that story. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing is that because of its stark contrast, yes. you know, conflict which is present there. It, it, and the other thing is that, uh, you know, with, with all the uh, interest in Satanism and, uh, and, and so on, it, it has the right. tendency of misguided, uh, misguiding us right. uh, or uh, leading us astray from, from what is really intended here. Right. Right, right. And you have to, and like you said, that there was probably, that had to be in the writer's mind, though, mm -hmm. right? Because, mm -hmm. because that is, you know, there were so many things that, that he could have had him say, uh, to call him, besides Satan. In that no, moment, no, that would almost get the point across yeah. that he was trying to send him down the road yeah. that he is not supposed to be going down. Yeah, that, that, that is not my path, spiritual path, Jesus yeah, is right, saying. Right. But I would go even further. I, I think that it is really on the uh, tectonic uh, boundary between these two stories also, you know, of confessing Jesus as Messiah and then being uh, called Satan. Mm. Because that, you know, not only, as you said, that there are a number of ways of, uh, uh, you know, calling Peter yeah. by Jesus. I don't think so, because in the place where Mark received that story, that has been already quite ingrained. Ah. I can uh, imagine that, you know, Jesus called Peter Satan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and everyone, like... <laughs> everyone knew that, so you can cannot... It's almost like one of those things you can't make it up. Yes, yeah, and, and yeah, <laughs> right. That's one thing, and yeah. the other thing is, and that there, there is this Scheindefreunde uh, among other disciples, definitely present, <laughs> and and that discussion about the leadership role of Peter mm. uh, in early church uh, mm. is behind it. So here, here you have a wounded leader. But he's also going to the, the uh, rooster's going to crow mm -hmm. three times soon. Yeah. I mean, like he's going to get embarrassed again. Oh, of course, <laughs> and that, that is nothing. I, I just mentioned that. I just mentioned that with uh, David and Solomon and and uh, Isaac and and Jacob. You 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 have it. Uh, you have it uh, all through. Yeah, yeah. But but here there was this uh, really uh, wounded, fragile leader who knows about his own fragility. That mm. is the goal and intention of, uh, of the broader context here, the leading towards, uh, say, Peter and his role and his successors, mm -hmm. be it uh, in Rome or be it anywhere else, on pulpits or in the position mm -hmm. of leadership in the church, knowing about our human limitations and... Uh, uh, need for humbleness and and so i think that 
church definitely kept that, that even Peter was called Satan. Right. And then Mark putting these two stories just next to each other is making it even starker, even sharper. Uh, I, I don't know. It might not be Mark. It might be b b right before Mark, period. Mm. Mm. But those are not necessarily, uh, you know, those are individual pericopes, individual sayings. And we know that to a large extent they, they circulated independently. Mm. Mm -hmm. But tradition or mark, I don't know. But put them into this contrast because yeah. it served the purpose right, right. of disclosing who, what kind of Messiah Jesus is. Mm -hmm was, wanted to be, and is. Mm -hmm. And also about the church leadership. So there are a number of layers here over each other. And uh, uh, it, it really requires almost like a single sermon, if not a series of sermons, to, to actually discern mm -hmm. and see. We already touched upon a number of those just on, on this cross-section of these two stories. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We are talking often about use and abuse of religion for power games and other things yes. from many other different angles. Uh, because in the end, that is what we are struggling with yes. at, at Christianity and right now in America. It is actually on the background of the statement we just recently prepared here mm. uh, on uh, an appeal to Christians about the, the danger of white Christian nationalism. Yes. And that is classical example of satanic abuse of religion, mm. of using religion for power grab. Yes. But is religion really to... It's, it's Christianity to be abused that way, or is it to be and serving and uh, helping religion? Hmm. So would it be appropriate to say to those people that are pushing that, get behind me, Satan? Oh, would they get yes, the point? Yes, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, the, we are addressing it, of course, differently. Yeah. By pointing to the core values of Christianity or core values of biblical faith, because it goes beyond even Christianity. Yes, I, I think that 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 thread of universalism, a thread of Christianity as an uh, religion of of service and uh, a thread of uh, universal aspirations that it is for people regardless about of human distinctions. Right. Uh, and, and not wielding the power. Yes. Taking up the service. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what, you that, know. That, that's quiet service. And, and you know, Peter you know, had his, the sword on his mind. Yeah, uh, right. while, while Jesus wants to serve or when yeah. people overthrew within rather than impose it on them from outside. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, you know you can you can use this passage where where it is uh, dealing with an powerful term of Messiah and therefore needs to contrast that with a similarly powerful term of Satan. Right. But we can deal with it differently when we are talking about attempt to power grab or impulse by pointing, say, to Jesus' maxims, whoever wants to be first, be the servant of all. Mm -hmm. And that's what we are doing in that statement. Yes. So, yes, you can use it, uh, but because not such powerful concept of Messiah I see. is being uh, lifted. Yeah. You don't need to contrast right. that with the other one. Interesting. And the other thing is we are still trying to uh, win them over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people. <laughs> right. Rather than shock them. With, with Peter, you can assume, because he is so uh, dedicated to Jesus, that this kind of jolt he will take and he will process. He'll get over it. He'll get, yeah. He will process it. <laughs> yeah. while, while with some other people, it, it, a little gentler approach is needed. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and on that note, let's leave it there. Yeah. Thank you so much as always. Our episode 66. That's it. <laughs> Until next time.